आचार्य जी आई वॉन्टेड टू आस्क यू वॉट हैपन्स वेन पेरेंट्स आर इन कॉन्फ्लिक्ट वॉट हैपन्स टू द चाइल्ड एंड हाउ कैन दो टू पीपल लव द चाइल्ड वेरी मच बट बिटवीन दैम देर इज अ लॉट ऑफ कॉन्फ्लिक्ट हजबेंड एंड वाइफ वॉट वॉट इज द इम्पैक्ट ऑन द चाइल्ड एंड हाउ कैन द पेरेंट हेल्प द चाइल्ड टू बी अ स्टेबल अडल्ट डबल कैलामिटी फर्स्ट ऑफ ऑल देर इज द बेसिक थिंग रिगार्डिंग कंपनी let's say there is only one child so there are three people the man the woman the child and the child has the company of the man and the woman the man and the woman constitute let's say 50 to 80% of the child's company except for the neighboring playground and the school he goes to who is the one who provides him company these two people the man and the woman so it is these two that he has principally got for company and if you are in the company of two people who are always fighting what effect will have it will it have on your mind forget that those two people are your parents any two people if you are in a railway coach and that to an enclosed cabin with two fellow passengers and it's just a journey let's say 10 hours long and those two guys are constantly squabbling constantly what would it do to you if you are very patient you will try to sleep if you are a little less patient you will try to calm them down if you know even lesser patience then you will pull the chain and if you are totally fed up you may as well not decide to wait for the next station <laughs> if even 10 hours are intolerable with two quarreling people how does it feel to live with two quarreling fools for an entire lifetime forget that they are your parents any two persons i said even strangers fellow travelers in a train it's a very very bad thing to happen to anybody and worse if it happens to the impressionable mind of a child when you are fighting you know you become very very self centered extremely selfish when you are fighting then the ego is aroused to unimaginable levels you forget all about anybody else in the moment of aggressive excitement you are totally yourself you are totally the little self you are totally the petty ego and then the others welfare the others concerns just cease to matter when the woman is fighting the man or vice versa then 
it becomes very immaterial to both of them what is happening to the child. The woman has to win. The man has to win. And in the process of winning that petty battle, what is happening to the kid becomes insignificant. Hmm? We have to see what is happening. Next thing is the issue of identification. First issue was of company. The second is of identification. Not only is the kid in bad company, he is deeply identified with these two quarreling people. One is his mother or her mother and the other is her father. And what does identification mean? I am that. That's what identification says, right? That am I. In the heated moment of the quarrel, what is the mother? The mother is pure aggression. What is the father? The father is pure hatred. And the kid is saying that am I because the kid is identified with the mother and the father. So what does the kid become? Aggression and hatred. And the mother and father won't even realize that. They'll say, oh, we were fighting. We didn't do anything to the kid as such. You did do and you did a lot. You destroyed the kid. So is it better to separate? And take the kid along? One of them, so he that. will have to live with one of them. Is that would the Would one of them live and survive loneliness? No. That one of them will surely pull into his life somebody else. It may not necessarily be somebody from the opposite sex. But that fellow is surely not going to live a vacuous and vacant life. He would find something to get involved in. Because the fundamental petty ego remains the same even after separation. Separation does not transform the ego. Divorce is not enlightenment. Or is it? <laughs> so you are still the same. Kid is still with one of these two fools. In fact, it might make it worse for the kid. Because now there is nobody else to fight with. So the kid gets all the aggressive attention. You know, you can't beat up the wife now. And the hand is itching. So it's the kid. Divorce or separation is are obviously not the solution. Solution lies in basic inner transformation. And that inner transformation will become easier if the parents see that they have some love for the kid. You know, sometimes it's easier to do it for others than for yourself. Hmm? It's easier to say, I will accept defeat, not because I feel like getting defeated, but for the sake of the kid. For the sake of the child, I am prepared to accept defeat. Hmm? 
The important thing is to realize that it is not for no reason that most of the world's population is already distorted by the time it reaches adolescence. Hmm? This organization has worked a lot with teenagers and young people. And let me tell you, by the time a boy or a girl reaches 17, there's a 95% chance that he is already a very difficult case, almost beyond redemption. Such is the distortion of the psyche that happens due to a bad childhood. In fact, if there is one unpardonable crime, it is bad parenting. You are not even killing someone. You are disfiguring someone and sentencing him to live an entire life. How does that sound? It's like chopping off somebody's limbs but ensuring that he lives and he lives an entire life without limbs. In fact, it is probably possible to live an entire life without these physical limbs. But it is far worse living an entire life with a distorted mind. And the parents and to some extent the society and the education, they very badly distort the minds of young people. It is also something very curious and very regrettable. That often it happens that the more ignorant a person is, the more desirous he is of having kids. It is not always the case, but it is found very frequently. In fact, if a proper scientific survey is done, maybe a statistical correlation can be established. The ignorance quotient would be directly proportional to the number of kids one has. Hmm? 